la 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 Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ready, Set, Stream, Gilmore Girls edition. This week, we're going to be going over Season 1, Episode 12, called Double Date. Get ready to rate, like, subscribe, share, comment, and where we lead, you can hopefully follow us at the links below. Yes, indeed. Maybe. (laughs) Hopefully. Before we begin, I just wanted to thank everybody on Instagram. We got a following going there and all the well wishes. Yes, Shannon is alive and well, as you can hear. She survived. Appreciate that. And we are ready to roll. We are ready to roll. So let's just jump right into it. The very first scene that we have here is at Lorelai Gilmore's house. It is a scene between Rory and Lorelai which I think is just funny right off the bat. The alarm is ringing and Rory is kind of yelling for Lorelai and Lorelai comes into the kitchen, takes the coffee pot off of the coffee maker while Rory puts her coffee cup in its place in order to catch the coffee that's still in the process of dripping. Rory puts two Pop-Tarts in the toaster, takes her coffee cup from the coffee maker while Lorelai replaces it with the pot. Lorelai puts the Pop-Tarts on a paper towel while Rory picks up her school bag. Lorelai hands Rory a Pop-Tart and with coffee and Pop-Tart in hand, tries to tie her shirt. Rory hands her her coffee, puts the tart in her mouth, and ties the tie for Lorelai. Lorelai then takes the clip out of Rory's hair, gives her a what-were-you-thinking look, and tosses it aside. And Rory takes her coffee back, and they both leave. That's probably difficult to follow verbally, but if you're watching it, it was just kind of perfect symmetry between the two of them. I thought it just is a perfect representation of how well they work and live together. I just thought it was was really cute yeah you lost me on that but they are a <laughs> cohesive unit well old machine and they seem like that's what their little routine is they got going there yes so then we're immediately back in the house so time has passed apparently they're in the living room and it's rory and lane sitting on the couch and lane has dumped like a bag full of cds on the coffee table rory's poking fun and how she went cd crazy lane's saying that they had a great selection and she evidently bought it all because rory's reading out okay blondie craft work young marble giants Yoko Ono to which she says really and Lane is like a very misunderstood artist and the Beatles would have broken up anyways and Rory says have you shared this theory with anyone and Lane says I know it Yoko knows it Sean knows it Julian's still in denial but what can you do yeah I'll give her a pass on the Beatles breaking up before Yoko but her as a misunderstood artist or whatnot yeah no yeah I've paid you some of her various clips and it just seemed like a bunch of yelling to me (laughs) Yeah, kind of. I could do that, make a million. I'd be happy. Yeah, I saw one one of the clips that you that you played me, and I I was. (laughs) Yeah, I I was kind of. See, I can do it. Yeah, I was left scratching my head. Yeah. So they keep talking music for a minute until finally Lane asks Rory for a favor. And it's so cute how she does it because she's like, well, you know, you know Dean. And Rory's like, my boyfriend? And she says, yes. Rory's like, yes, I do. And Lane's like, well, I remember I was telling you about his friend Todd. And Rory's like, Todd? Yes. And Lane's like, have you met him? And Rory's like, no. She says, well, he's cool. Rory's like, well, good. And Lane's like, really cool. And Rory's like, good again. And she says, really, really cool. 
And Rory says, good, still holds. And then finally, Lane says, so cool in fact that it brings me to the next question. So at that point, Lorelai comes into the living room breaking kind of that conversation up and she points out she's studying in the kitchen and Rory just says she knows. And Lorelai says, yeah, I have like 6,000 pages of case studies to memorize and this whole big test on the Walmart phenomena coming up on Friday and because I have a life and a job and business school is not the only thing I have to concentrate on, I'm behind and I'll probably fail. And then that little 18-year-old annoying nap who sits behind me will get an A and make that I'm smart, you're dumb fat, you know, to me for the rest of the week and I'll be very upset and will possibly cry. And Roy says, the music's too loud. And Lorelai says, <laughs> yes. So I thought that was kind of funny that she can just kind of read what she's trying to say. She has to go on this big giant rant, but Rory knows exactly what she's getting <laughs> at. You know, Lorelai says, yes, it is. And Rory's like, got it. So Lorelai goes back into the kitchen. Rory turns down the volume while Lane gets to the point and makes it clear that she wants Rory to talk to Dean and see if she can set up a double date with this Todd guy that Lane obviously has a crush on. So she explains that the date would preferably be Sunday because that's after church. And at that point, Lorelai comes in again and she says, hey, um, now it's too quiet. Rory's like, I'll turn it up. She says, thank you. And then she starts to leave. And then she turns around. Rory just kind of looks at her and she says, Claudine Longay, the chick who shot the skier? And she's, uh, <laughs> sure, why not? And Lorelai's like, wow, renaissance woman. Then she turns and leaves the room. Rory's unfazed by this whole conversation with her mom when she goes back into the kitchen. And she starts talking to Lane again about setting her up on the date with Todd. And Lane's adamant that she wants it to be a double date so that Dean can be there. So it's not too much pressure. And Rory seems kind of iffy about it like she doesn't want to ask and when Lane questions her she mentions she doesn't know Todd and Lane's like well I do and Rory's like you've met him twice and Lane's like but the third time's charm and Rory says well how do you know this guy's right for you and Lane says I know I'm telling you we're like soulmates here and Rory's like the last time you met your soulmate you ran your fingers through his hair and ended up hiding at my house for the evening and Rory says well I still have my key and Rory's like Lane and she says look I made a mistake with Rich Bloomfield everybody's allowed one mistake but Todd is different Rory Rory's still skeptical, and Lane says, first of all, his name is Todd. Different name, different guy. And I was thinking to myself, okay, what an outlook to have. This is funny, like the name is going to make the guy be the one. I think she's still got this hair obsession. She's hung up on that. I don't know, she's got a poor choice of men. <laughs> yeah, so far, Lane has not been batting very well. So at that point, Lorelai comes in the room again. She says, okay, so how important is this whole business school thing anyway? I mean, so what if I never run my own in? I like my job, I like my house, I like my life, and I certainly don't want to be one of those people who's never satisfied with what they have, you know? I mean, some people don't have legs or arms. I have legs or arms. What, could, you know, could I possibly want than legs and arms? I mean, I could take all the classes in the world. That's still not going to give me what I already have. And Rory says, legs and arms. And Lorelai's like, yes. Am I sounding completely crazy? And Rory says, yes, you are. And Lorelai's like, Walmart is boring. And Rory says, study. So Lorelai expresses her frustration and then she leaves again. And I kind of thought that was so funny Rory being like a taskmaster to get her mom to keep at it. I have to beg to differ with Lorelai on this. I mean, have you seen the People Walmart <laughs> YouTube editions videos? No, I haven't. What, what, are, yeah. they, what are they about? <laughs> Let's just say they're very interesting and fascinating. <laughs> to say the least. In what sense? Just go look. Go check them out, people. You'll see. <laughs> Uh-oh. 
Okay. <laughs> so after she leaves, Lane's like, so? And Rory's like, so? And Lane says, Rory. And she says, okay. And Lane says, really? And she says, yes, Yoko. So Lorelai comes back into the room, sits right between the two of them and says, so what you doing? And I thought, this is such a great example of procrastination. I recognize this because I tend to be a procrastinator too. I trained myself though a long time ago to get things done immediately because otherwise I know that I'll procrastinate. So I guess you can say that I kind of trained myself out of it in that way, but I related to this so well. When you don't want to do things, you tend to avoid them, you know? Yeah, don't look at me. I'm a master at procrastination. Uh, that you are, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak on that. Okay. I have no excuse. That is very true. We will just leave it that at that. <laughs> All right, so then we cut over to the Independence Inn. Lorelai is sitting at the front desk and she's still trying to study. Michelle comes up to her. I'm so happy to see Michelle back, by the way. I have to say that. And he stares at her and she asks what he wants and he says, I apologize for any inconvenience I might be causing your future employment, but your current one is experiencing a problem. And Lorelai says, and once again I say, yes, Michelle. And he says, are you sure you wouldn't like me to wait? And she says, no, Michelle. And he goes, because learning the eating patterns of the average Taco Bell consumer is a vital lesson that. And she says, Michelle, what do you want? He starts to tell her that they're overbooked, and she asks, how? And he says, well, there are more people here than there are rooms to put them in. And she says, I don't understand this. And he says, well, I can't describe it any simpler than I already have. And I just thought to myself, I have so missed Michelle. Because he hasn't been as prevalent in no, he's been in my past episodes he's, lately. He's classic. Yeah, but this banter and his dialogue is always so funny. So it was really a breath of fresh air to have him back in this episode. Definitely. Yeah. I loved it. So Lorelai says, well, where did the Rutgers come from? And he says, well, judging from their clothing, a town where high rubber fishing boots and spittoons would be considered formal wear. Mm. And so she gives him instructions on how to deal with the situation. And then she says that she's going for coffee. And he says, I'll try and manage while you're gone, though God knows it won't be easy. And I'm just thinking, yeah, there's that sarcasm. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. put out. Oh, yeah. So Lorelai enters the kitchen and immediately starts asking for coffee and exclaiming over the fact that meringue is being made. And Suki just mentions doing a variation of a baked Alaska for dessert that night. And Lorelai's like, what kind of variation? And she said, see, I hadn't thought of that yet. And Lorelai's like, well, maybe you could do them in the actual shape of Alaska. Or you could do little baked Alaskas in Hawaii's. And Suki's like, because they joined the union last. And Lorelai's like, exactly. It's just funny how the two of them think. But I think this dates the show a little bit, the reference to the, the two last states that joined the union being Alaska and Hawaii. Doesn't that kind of date the show a little bit? Because we have had some other additions since then, haven't we? No, I think they're correct. Uh, let me just say they have five populated, nine unpopulated, two disputed territories, okay, but not so states. Okay, so that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. We don't I believe know what... at the time they started. I'm not sure. We, well, did in we... 2000s. I know so. we took on the Virgin Islands, and yeah, but other I, than that, I don't... Don't ask me. I didn't list okay, them all. Okay, okay. Yeah, I so didn't you, go that far. I didn't Gilmore that far. Your Gilmoreing did not extend No, that. Okay. it was very limited this week. Okay. <laughs> So at that point, Jackson comes in and just says, oh, and all Suki does is say his name, Jackson. And the two seem a little awkward together. Jackson says, oh, and Suki says, Jackson. Jackson says, Suki, hello. And Suki says, hello. And Lorelai goes, hey. <laughs> yeah, it's awkward. Yeah, the whole thing was just awful. Yeah. And then he explains that he brought her the, uh, and he breaks off and he kind of stutters something back and, and she stutters something back to him and she tells him where to put his produce down. Lorelai's just kind of standing back watching the exchange because it's really starting to get even more awkward. But it's kind of cute because Jackson says, right, oh yes, and he puts the carrots on the counter, you know. How's that? 
And Suki says, that's great. That's just perfect. I really <laughs> like them there. Jackson says, yeah, yeah, they, they do look good there, don't they? And Suki's like, yes, they do. She's like, okay, well, he says, uh, I should go. And he turns to leave and Suki's like, uh, squash. And Jackson's like, what? And she says, I need some. And what follows is just this super uncomfortable banter back and forth about squash and when it should be brought, etc. And then finally Jackson leaves and Laura like, and she just can't take it. And she says, okay, so who walked in on who naked? <laughs> Yeah, because this isn't them. No, it's not. Because normally they're yeah. screaming at each other back yeah. and forth, and, and they're very lively. And Suki says, oh, God, this is horrible. He comes in and horrible. And so Lorelai's asking, what is going on? And Suki explained that she asked him out to dinner. And Lorelai's like, yeah, but two weeks ago. And Suki explained that ever since then, there hasn't been a planned date. And the invitation is just kind of floating out in the universe. And Lorelai suggests we'll go ahead and make a plan. And Suki says she can't, because what if he says no? And she says, Suki says, yes to the theoretical let's maybe sometime go out and do something not too specific proposition but dinner and a movie that's concrete it's real he might say no and Lorelai doesn't think that he'll say no but Suki's wondering why he hasn't asked her then and Lorelai suggests maybe he's thinking she's changed her mind since she asked him out since she hasn't mentioned it again and Suki's like but I mentioned it once it's his turn I was just about to say this myself she did the initial ask so to my view the ball is in his court at this point and he should be the one to make the next move and make the date plan with her. This is just kind of a trend starting here where the women on this show are always the ones who have to ask the men. I mean, you'll see. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pull the Seinfeld card again and what's the deal with the men in this show? I know, I know. <laughs> is it something in the water? I know. Was it, they gotta man up sometime. <laughs> I know, but this is a trend that begins here. Downward now, trend. the boys, the young men in the show don't seem to have an issue. Yeah, They're the, nice and aggressive. The teenagers and, are on point. Yeah, <laughs> but but the, so the older men need men, to man up. <laughs> yes. They need to man up and they need to ask the women out. <laughs> to me, when Suki asked him if he wanted to go out, that put the ball in his court. It's time for him to come back two weeks later and say, hey, remember you asking me out? Let's let's set a date. Let's go. Yeah, when somebody puts theirself out there, you need to reciprocate the yes. invite. You know? Absolutely. The gesture. Absolutely. So Lorelai says, all right, let's say it is his turn. You can spend a lot of time sitting around waiting for him to realize it's his turn or you can just run with the wolves and make it your turn again and Suki says I don't want it to be my turn again and Lorelai's like you just want to let this opportunity pass and Suki's like I want to be the girl and I was thinking thank you Suki she wants to be treated in the old-fashioned etiquette way that doesn't seem to exist much anymore once again not that there's anything wrong with that to quote Seinfeld right <laughs> you know right. girl power that's great and everything but you know I have to applaud her on that that's her personal feelings on the matter yes well yeah. and i'm old-fashioned too and that's how i was raised the gentleman is the one that makes that move i mean it's okay if you want to ask him out initially then the ball's in their court it's his turn and lorelei says you are the girl that's why we're having this very confusing conversation <laughs> okay so yeah i gotta give lorelei point on that no, one she's the man yeah <laughs> So Suki asks... Like that movie. Yeah, she's the man. So Suki asks if she should ask him out. Lorelai tells her Sunday. And Suki's wondering why Sunday. And in a strange echo of Rory and Lane's conversation, Lorelai explains that's Suki's day off. And then she tells Suki to do it now before she loses her nerve. So Suki says he may not be back to his office yet. And Lorelai's like, does he have a cell phone? And Suki's like, yes. And Lorelai's like, you know people buy cell phones for exactly this reason. So you can get a hold of them anytime that you want. <laughs> and Suki's like, I thought people bought cell phones in case their cars break 
down at night and they needed to call someone for help and they're psycho killers. <laughs> and Lorelai insists that Suki call him and they both go over to the phone together while Suki calls. And Lorelai notes that Suki knows his number by heart. But Suki defends, well, you know, he is my produce guy. She does have a point there. Cell phones were initially intended for emergencies. That is true. And I had the pager. It came in how to get a hold of somebody. You had uh-huh. to go to a pay phone. If y'all don't know what that is, I'm old. Uh, we're both old. You had to seek out somewhere to go to call somebody. <laughs> but anyways, now you, I think it's turned into another beast all in itself. You know, I thought Saturday was the night for fighting, as Alton John said. But this is all coming to a head on a Sunday. <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be the new day for fighting. <laughs> right. So Suki says into the phone, oh, Jackson, it's Suki. And she picks up a wooden spoon and she's playing with her hair. And, you know, you can tell that she's still nervous on the phone. I was wondering if you could call me back when you get a chance sooner rather than later it's not an emergency so don't freak out or anything the carrots still look good mm-hmm. i thought that was so funny and she says it seems like it's almost a shame to eat them sort of like you should put them in a vase or and lorelei whispers suki hang up hang up abort so, <laughs> yeah abort abort and suki goes call me bye and then she go, <laughs> she giggles so obviously that voicemail message did not do the trick so lorelei says it's a good thing because basically she can come up with a better plan on what she's gonna say in the meantime when he calls her back suki then at that point grabs some paper i'm gonna grab some paper right now and i'm gonna talk about jackson a little bit absolutely <laughs> so we haven't profiled jackson yet this is good yeah jackson Belleville, as he's known on the show, but it's actually Jackson Douglas. Jackson. So it's not that far oh off. Oh my God, it's his yeah. real name in real life. Yeah, it's his real name. He's an actor, producer, and a brief stand-up comic. It's I can see that. There. I can yeah. see that. He's from Washington. He studied broadcasting at Washington State University. He was married to Alex Borstein. I know that name. Was it Steen or Steen? <laughs> I remember how I always get Steen. it mixed up. It's Steen. Yeah, Borstein. <laughs> <laughs> We've been over this. Yes. I always get confused. They had two kids together, Henrietta and Barnaby. Okay. A boy and a girl. They are divorced now. Oh. Yeah. It, it didn't last. He is best known for his role as Jackson on Gilmore Girls. Uh-huh. He's been in The Guilt Trip, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Okay. For Christ's sake. Arizona Dream. I know that one. Coming into money. He also directed several episodes on the Gilmore Girls. Did he? Yeah. Season 5 episode, To Live and Let Diorama. Yeah, well, I want to go watch it. Season 6 episode, Welcome to the Dollhouse. Oh, I know that one. Yeah. I know that one. And season 7 episode, Mary Misfits. You know where oh, they yeah, had that yeah, knockout yeah. drag out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that one. I love that episode. He wrote and directed the movie short, Brown Eyed Girl. Okay. He was also on The Family Guy as several voices. Oh, of wow. The characters. Yes, as we know, Alex, she's on that show. Uh-huh. She's famous for Lois on that show as well as another character. And refresh our memory, Alex, who plays... Drella and Miss Celine. Okay. Yes, who was originally supposed to be Suki on the show. His characters can be heard on episodes Mr. Saturday Night, Foxy Lady, and We Love You, Conrad. And on the Instagram, I posed this question, uh-huh. who, were, who were we going to be profiling? And It Takes a Village Idiot, and I Married one, he voiced Jason Voorhees. No kidding. That's why I put the, all those little Jason Voorhees family guy pictures up and said, who are we profiling? Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. okay. This ties into the remake of 2009, Friday the 13th, which starred Gilmore Girls alone, Jared, Jared Palahniuk. Yes. Which we did 
watch around Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th yeah, uh, last past, month. Yep. It was also revealed by his former wife, Alex, that Glenn Quagmire's character, uh-huh. his flowery shirts he always wears was based on Jackson. Wow, really? Yeah. That is cool. He also worked with the Paladinos. Of course he did. For a second time on Bunheads. Where oh my he, gosh. He directed episode 13, I'll Be Your Meyer Lansky. And like we've said before, they're very faithful to their cast of Obviously, Gilmore Girls. Obviously, because every time you profile, they've worked with them again. Or people they've worked with, yes. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much all I've gilmore on him. That so. was good. I like that. Short He's, and sweet, but yeah. it had a lot of information in there. <laughs> He's done a lot. I think it's interesting that they continue to work with Oh yeah. so many. I mean, every time you do a profile, we find out that if they the like person, you, yeah, if they like you, you they're going to yeah. work with you again. That's cool. Speaks well, though. Yeah, it does. We now cut to Stars Hollow High. Rory is sitting on a bench reading. Dean comes out, sees her. He goes and sits with her, of course. The exchange is kind of a cute little banter, you know, about her book. And then he asks if she is supposed to be in school. And she explains that she has a half day because of teacher conferences or something. So she's there to surprise him. And he starts to kiss her, like, repeatedly as she's trying to discuss something with him. Even though she's telling him, you know, to wait because she needs to talk to him. And finally, she starts questioning him about his friend Todd and what what he thinks of him, which I kind of thought this was sweet of her, you know, looking after her friend enough to try to vet the guy for her. I get that he's infatuated, but he's going on a little hot and heavy here. Uh, he is a little <laughs> bit. He kind of went at it a little too strong. Every time she tried to say something, he would start trying to kiss her to where she was finally like, no, Dean, stop. I'm trying to talk to you about something, you know. It's like, contain your hormones. Go take a cold shower and come yeah, back and yeah. talk to me. Come back and let's talk then. <laughs> So when she gets her answer, she starts saying that she thinks that he and Lane would really hit it off. Dean says, you you don't even know Todd. And Rory's like, no, but you do. And you like him. You said so. And Dean's like, I did. And Rory says, okay, then there you go. And he just makes a joke about wanting to kiss her again. So he plunges in and asks him, <laughs> you know, she plunges in and asks him about the setup. And no, you had it right. He was plunging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was plunging in. And Dean says he's not sure he sees them together. And Rory's like, you don't think Todd would like Lane? And he says, I'm not sure. And Rory says, well, Lane is great. And Dean quickly agrees, you know, Lane is great. And after they volley about Lane's virtues a bit, Rory says that she thinks Todd would be lucky to get Lane. And Dean tries to make it clear he didn't mean anything negative about Lane. But Rory is interpreting that and saying, you know, she can't believe he thinks Lane's not good or pretty enough. And Dean starts to really kind of backpedal now, saying that he never suggested either. And she's insisting that he did. And he finally says, let me finish. He says, I just don't know if he'll like her because I don't know what kind of girl he likes. So he finally says, though, that if she wants him to do it, he'll ask him. And then Dean finally gets his kiss. <laughs> so I did think that Dean might have had an instinct here, but I could be wrong. And when I say that, I mean an instinct that he does know Todd and he does know Lane. And maybe he just didn't want to say, I don't think Lane will like Todd. Well, Rory put Dean on the defensive right out of the gate. And I think if she had took time and not been offended for Lane on her behalf well yeah she could have took his advices better and he would have been like Todd's not the right fit for Lane I think that's what he was trying to say because he knows Todd and he knows Lane right <laughs> and it's not it wasn't a slight on Lane it was basically this is a and mismatch we'll, and we'll find out just yeah. how much yeah yeah <laughs> 
he was basically already seeing that this was a mismatch. He was looking out for Lane, actually. Yeah, I but kind of Rory agree with got that. offended and went with it. Yeah. yeah, although he did kind of irritate me in this scene, yeah. with all the kissing that he was trying to do, and uh, Luke he wouldn't would even, not approve of this. At no, all. he wouldn't even let Rory talk. You know, it's like, dude, yeah, you're gonna get your kiss. Just let her talk. <laughs> hey, I've been say, there though. When you're infatuated with somebody, that's what it is right now. It's almost I to know. that level. It's it's beyond a uh, crush now, and he's just kiss, kiss, kiss. It's like Louise in the halls of Chilton. Every time you go by, she's kissing somebody. Yeah, that's <laughs> but she, true. But she's a little uh, little hummingbird. She goes from flower to flower, but that's neither here than there. Right. <laughs> so now we're back at the Independence Inn. Lorelai is still studying. She slams her book closed, saying she gives up, and Michelle responds back with, that's the spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Lorelai says, I can't remember any of this crap. And he says, well, not everyone is cut out to be their own boss. <laughs> He says, maybe you are more of a worker bee, a follower, a ticket ripper, or the man at the concert with the orange glow stick directing you where to park. And Lorelai says, you're baiting me, aren't you? And Michelle says, no, I seriously have no faith in your aptitude. And this conversation kind of struck me as the first conversation where I can see an actual friendship between her and Michelle over and above her being his boss because his remarks extremely funny as usual. They have a teasing quality that you'd find in a friend. I think that everyone can use a friend who kind of keeps you grounded with teasing like that. It's going beyond that because he's actually fueling her fire and motivating her to uh-huh. to do it, to reach her goal. I don't know if that's intentional. In a slamming way. <laughs> yes, but, in yeah. a slamming way. I it's good, though. I don't know if that's intentional or or what, oh. but they just kind of seemed more friend-like in this but particular... But I think it is, because he really does look up to her. He does look up to her. Yeah. He really did seem Give him like, credit. Yeah. <laughs> he really did seem like a friend, more of a friend in this scenario. Oh, yeah. In this conversation, I kind of liked seeing the budding of that but, friendship. But that's their stick and their deal. Mm-hmm. Just like Suki and Jackson and Luke and Lorelai, that's their thing. But right. that's his thing with everybody. Right. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Suki. Ultimate sarcasm. Speaking of Suki, though, she takes that moment to rush in saying that Jackson called back and she invited him to Chez Fleur on Sunday. <laughs> and it's all worked out. She says he said he would love to, but his cousin's in town and he's staying with him for the week. And I'm thinking, dum da dum dum <laughs> And Lorelai's like, oh, well, then just make it next week. And Suki says, yes, yeah, see, that would have been a good option, but had I thought of it when I was on the phone, but instead I came up with another option. Mm. And Lorelai's like, which is? And Suki says that we don't double date with his cousin Rune and you. <laughs> and Lorelai's like, what? And she says, yes, okay, not as good as your option, I agree, but it seemed pretty good at the time, though I wasn't standing here watching you make that face. Yeah, it's dangerous to go <laughs> go rogue and off the cuff and make decisions without going over it with speaking for somebody's behalf, uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's dangerous. And Lorelai says she hates blind dates, and Suki says she can keep his cousin company while she has her Jackson date, but you can tell that Lorelai isn't happy about it. And Suki pulls the time immemorial friend begging technique and says, Lorelai, please, I'll be your best friend. And Lorelai's <laughs> like, you are my best friend. And Suki says, and you're mine. And she says, so what are best friends for? So, obviously, Lorelai finally agrees, and Suki squeals a bunch of thank yous and saying she won't regret it. And Lorelai responds with, pick another phrase. <laughs> yeah. And Suki says, you will not have to pay. That's a good one. And Lorelai goes, much better. And then she sighs, and she looks at Michelle, who's smiling openly. And she says, oh, shut up. And then she goes, <laughs> and opens her book again and starts studying. Yeah, I love how Michelle didn't have to say a word because it's not going to work out. For Lorelai. I know. Have you ever been on a blind date? I have been on one blind date, I do have to say. And we did have fun, but there was nothing there. It was like hanging out with a new friend 
and it wasn't awkward, but no chemistry. There wasn't gonna be anything. No sparks. Yeah, right. it's hit or miss with that. Yeah. And usually people that say I have the perfect person for you. Oh lord. You know, unless they're like on the Goldbergs where she's can set people up. You know, unless you're a Yenta. Uh huh. Yeah, you're not gonna do well with that. No. So now we cut back to Lorelai's house, and Lorelai's calling for Rory, and all she says is Diva Glam, and Rory says that she has it, and she's gonna bring it to her where she's working on Suki. So she's helping Suki to get ready for her date, and Suki's not saying too much, and Lorelai says, no, just enough to say, hey, sailor. And Suki says, my stomach doesn't feel so great. I think I've got the flu. And Lorelai says she's just nervous. So when Rory comes into the room saying that she needs the sparkly hair clips, and Lorelai says, you know, she'll find them in a minute, and Rory tells Suki that she looks really pretty. And Lorelai's the one who responds and says, I do? And Rory just goes, uh-huh. <laughs> and she leaves the room. Suki picks up her awkward nervousness and says that she thinks that she should cancel. And Lorelai just says, okay, let's do your lips first. So she's just kind of ignoring all of Suki's little excuses of wanting to cancel the date. Suki says, well, what if I'm making an idiot out of myself? And Lorelai's like, by going out on a date? And she explains, you know, she's worried about the night being a disaster. And as their produce guy, you know, she says, what if tonight is a disaster and he won't sell to me anymore? And Lorelai you know, acts like she agreed for a second, and when Suki jumps on that, Lorelai says, and since all the produce in the entire world is in his possession, all the produce will be grown in the future will be in his possession, then we will never again be able to get any produce, and all of our vegetarian clients will die. And Suki goes, I'm scared. And Suki says she really likes him. And Lorelai reminds her that Jackson really likes her too. And she says, well, how do you know he's not just being polite? And Lorelai's like, Suki. She says, no, I mean it. And she starts getting up and pacing. She's like, she says, it's like I cornered him and he felt trapped and he had to say yes. And Lorelai says he did not have to say yes. And she says, oh my God, technically I am his employer. And Lorelai's like, Suki. And she says, I am. I buy his wares. His livelihood depends on me. And Lorelai's like, Suki. And she's like, I'm a sexual harasser. And Lorelai's like, well, then you need some false eyelashes. <laughs> and Suki's like, this isn't funny. I am now desperate, lonely, and a criminal. Uh. And I have like, had, oh my gosh, wow. Have you ever been this nervous for a date? Well, yes, but first, when the days where sexual harassment was encouraged. <laughs> right. But I wanted to go back even further at the very beginning. When they said the diva glam, that reminded me of, you ever remember those uh, glamour shots, commercials? Oh, yeah. Did you ever get one of those? Times? I know. Never got a glamour shot. Never did? Never did. I thought you you had like a... No, that was actually a professional photographer. Yeah, but it reminded me of glamour shots because it looked so good. But yeah. you know, like the commercials, they were like, get your glamour on or something. Actually, that photographer did a much better job. Yeah, it did look better than yeah. the glamour. The glamour shots are kind of cheesy, but uh, yeah, they I'm, were. Pretty, they're, I'm pretty sure there's plenty out there that's had those. I've, I apologize. But yeah. I, I just remember laughing that when I was a kid seeing those commercials. But yes, going back to your question... I've been extremely nervous, not in the sense that you think I was. When we were first forced together by our friends, so-called friends, <laughs> into a one-on-one, -on -one, y'all ride together situation, I was not nervous. I just didn't want to say the wrong thing. So it came off as nervous and shy. Yeah, so there's a very quick little story I can tell about that. Mark had been asking me out for like four months. and An eternity. I had been friend-zoning him, and all of our friends wanted to see us get together. Persistent pace all people. Yeah, I guess it does. And all of our friends wanted us to be together and we had all gone out as a group bowling one night. And then the idea as we were leaving was we were all going to pile up into cars and go to dinner and go 
get something to eat. And they very quickly bum-rushed each other into cars <laughs> and left me and Mark standing there to where I was his only possible ride. Yeah, how so, convenient. Yeah, uh-huh. That was very... <laughs> like the church lady. How convenient. Yeah, very convenient. <laughs> if you know who the church lady is, then you'll get that joke. Yeah, so he had to ride with me, and I was having to sit there and just do this running commentary because he was sitting over in the passenger seat not saying a single word, and it was very uncomfortable. I'm just sitting there thinking, oh my God, this is killing me. This guy won't talk. And I just <laughs> kept going on and on and on, and I'm prattling, you know. And finally, I just looked at him. I said, you just don't talk much, do you? What was it that you said to <laughs> I don't even remember. I was too worried about saying the wrong thing. I don't think I said much of anything no, at all. No, you didn't. Hey, I was playing the strong, silent type of thing. Yeah, but he tried to say something. I can't remember. And now you he... can't shut me up. No, and You no. want to go back, don't you? I, I, Put a muzzle on me again, I worked don't you? on him. <laughs> I worked on him to get him to start being more open and talkative, and now he is. And No, but I wouldn't change that now. Well, I don't know why you wouldn't go out with me. I, I didn't have a chance to have the awkward dates that we're talking about on this episode because every attempt to be cool around you was foiled by something. When we went bowling, I was going to show off, and my ball was messed up. It had yes, because he's and, a great bowler, yeah, and, and he was going to show off I for me. And I sucked that night because of that. <laughs> and then when you did decide to ride with me in my cool car at the time. It's black. Is it hot? No, I have air conditioning. We didn't get two minutes away. My air conditioning stopped working in my car. The compressor locked that up. That very moment. Yeah, and I'm sitting there like, what do I have to do to impress her? Everything I say, she thinks I'm lying. <laughs> and no wonder she won't give me a chance because I'm a loser. No, it didn't have anything to do with that. It was just one of so those So that's things. my awkward trying to date story. Now, <laughs> trying I, to get you to date me. For the benefit of the listeners, I will say that I had been divorced and I had made a promise to myself that I wasn't going to casually date. That I was going to wait until I really felt a connection with somebody and I really felt like this was going to be potentially the one. And I hadn't received that message yet yeah. in my heart, you know. And there was no casual, there was none. No. <laughs> there was there nil. Was, there was <laughs> there was friends or nothing. And I finally there was a night that I, I actually took the initiative. I decided myself, okay, this isn't going there. And I actually told you, well, we can just be friends now. I surrender. And I, then at, I yield. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, that same conversation, I was inviting myself over to his house <laughs> to watch a movie. That worked. It worked, yes. I didn't even did. mean it to, but it did. But it wasn't just that. There were a couple of other nights that I was invited to his house for like a party. And yeah. he brought me flowers and nobody had ever gotten me flowers before. And and a few little things after that and it was just finally I started to see him in a new light and it went the light bulb went off in my head or in my heart so all it right. all worked out in the end so that was a provocative yeah. question yes it was alright yeah it was a provocative <laughs> let's question. move on <laughs> but I will say I will take this opportunity to say that I am going to be sharing throughout the episode yes stories about awkward dates that I have had and I've already been over my prom I guess that was my most awkward moment so yeah we won't want to have to rehash that no if you've listened to the prior episodes enjoy <laughs> that's all i can say about that as far as gunt would say all right so back to getting ready for the date lorelei finally tells suki to stop and tells her to sit and listen and she says tonight is a good thing whether you find out that you're madly 
madly in love or you're not meant for each other, it's still a good thing and it'll be right there. And have I done a gorgeous job on your face or what? Oh, I'll be right back. And she picks up the clips that Rory had asked for and goes to Rory's room where she and Lane are getting ready. And before she gets there, though, Lane is asking if Rory's sure she doesn't mind and Rory doesn't. Lane says, you know, she's going to love her forever. You know, basically <laughs> kind of an echo of what the conversation that Suki and Lorelai yeah, had back yeah, at the yeah. end. I'll be your best friend, you know. And uh, then she holds up a couple jackets and asks, asks which one she thinks that Todd would like better. And Rory says that she doesn't know Todd. So Lane settles on the rhinestone jacket. And Rory <laughs> says, rhinestones it is. So what did you tell your mom? And Lane's like, I told her that I was going to spend the evening with you guys. Mm-mm. And she says, well, what if she calls? And Lane says, well, I mentioned that we might go and rent some videos or go out to eat, which could explain any absence during her call. And Rory says, very thorough. And Lane says, with my mom, you can leave nothing to chance, especially when there is a non-Korean involved who, as far as I know, has no medical aspirations. <laughs> and at that point, Lorelai pops into the room with the cliffs, and she mentions to Lane, you know, she likes the rhinestones, and then she leaves again. And Lane asks Rory what she's going to tell Lorelai. And Rory says that she doesn't know. And Lane says she wouldn't tell my mom, would she? And Rory says, I don't know if she'd feel good lying to another mother. It's like this weird code thing with her. And Lane's like, so we don't tell her? And Rory's like, I'm not liking that option either. Let me stop here and say, I have to give props to Rory here for not wanting to lie to her mom. Not every teenager would take that thought. Of course, she ends up doing it by omission, but at least we know she didn't like the idea of doing it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's fair of Lane to put Rory in that position. I agree. And I get it. She's under the warden of cell block nine, you know. She's gotta gotta do it. She's told and she's being watched at all times. She's, She's out on good behavior right now, but she's not being good because she has to be sneaky and do her under handed ways to have a life you know yeah so she she actually says to Rory no we'll tell her that we're meeting Dean for a movie and then we go to the movie and then somebody who just happens to be a friend of Dean's just happens to be there for the same movie Mm -hmm. and so we figure that would be completely rude for us not to ask said person to come sit with us (laughs) and Rory says I say to hell with governor you run directly for president (laughs) Elaine says it's not that bad and Rory says let's just not think about it okay (laughs) that was a good line by Rory there because I second that one yeah And Lane gives her appreciation of Rory again and then asks how she looks. And as a good friend, Rory tells her she looks too good for him. And then they go out and tell Lorelai that they're leaving. And she says, oh, where? And Lane says before Rory can speak, oh, we're going to a movie with Dean. And I guess the fact that Lane's the one who said it technically kind of gets Rory off the hook for lying outright. But she is omitting. Yeah, again, though you know Lane felt she had to do that but it puts Rory into that position of lying by omission yeah I mean it's not fair to your friend to do that it's really not and I will say I have been in that position before yeah where a friend friend put me in a position where I ended up lying by omission to save them and it's hard to stand up to your friends in that situation it is you got the peer pressure going peer pressure's a thing yeah you gotta look cool and come on help a friend out sure you know that kind of thing and Rory does probably feel bad for because yeah. that is uber strict. Yeah, very, mm. very strict. And so Lorelai tells him, nothing dirty, violent, or French, please. And Rory asks if she's going to be home 
late. And Lorelai says, well, there's a bit of doubt as to whether or not we'll ever actually get out of the house at all tonight. Suki, please, she yells. <laughs> so, but just then Suki comes downstairs looking really beautiful, I think. They did really put her together very nicely. Lorelai asks her where her coat is and she says, upstairs. So she didn't bring it down with her and Lorelai's like, aren't you going to need it? And she says, okay, I'm here, I'm down. It's too late for the coat, you know. So you were saying and she was ready she, for a close-up? Yeah. Mr. DeVille? Yes. <laughs> And she's, oh, well, you know, it'll get, it got caught around that thing upstairs. And then when I twisted around oh, to get it God. loose and, and then the choking started, I'm free now, though. Her accident prone is yeah. coming up. And Lorelai says, don't worry, you know, she'll get her something when she, and while she's gone, Suki says goodbye to the girls. Lorelai then returns and brings her a blue shawl, you know, which Suki loves. Yeah. And then just at that moment, the doorbell rings. Less dangerous. She, mm-hmm. She's lucky to even make it to this date. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So Lorelai goes to get the door while Suki takes a deep breath of nerves. And Jackson greets her at the door and apologizes for being late. Lorelai says it's fine because it gives ladies more primping time. I don't agree with that thought. Again, with the etiquette thing that I was raised with, a gentleman shouldn't be late to a date, especially a first one. Yeah, she did that with Mr. Medina too. A man should be on time like Max was and even early, I would say. Uh, But a little bit early. But be prepared to wait for the lady you know and expect your date to make you wait for them and if and if there's stairs involved especially you want to see her make her grand entrance and vice versa you want the the lady probably wants to feel admired you know the compliments you look beautiful stunning pretty nice anything right you agree with that I do. I never made it a matter of course to make my date wait too long or at all. Your mention of the stairs reminds me of the movie She's All That. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a perfect (laughs) example of a girl descending the stairs dressed up and being admired by her date. But you don't want to trip. There's proof right there. No, you don't want to trip (laughs) again. That movie was actually recently remade into a Netflix movie called He's All That, which just came out. Yeah, we just watched that. We did watch it. And it's pretty good. We loved it. It had that, I don't know his name, but he was in the Cobra Kai series yeah yeah he's johnny's kid yes yeah johnny's son if you guys have not seen that movie the remake he's all that watch it it is really good and the series cobra kai yes i would recommend that one (laughs) okay for the other side that likes that kind of thing So, or Su- both. I recommend both. Yeah. So Suki and Jackson greet each other. Once again, a little awkward and nervous, both of them. Lorelai asks if Jackson and his cousin want to come in for a minute, which prompts Jackson to introduce his cousin Rune to Lorelai, since that's going to be her date. And Lorelai attempts to shake his hand, saying it's nice to meet him, but he doesn't take her hand, and instead asks to talk to Jackson for a minute. <laughs> Jackson excuses them both, and they take a few steps outside while Lorelai and Suki just kind of stand a little inside the door. And Jackson's like, what are you doing? And Rune's like, that's Lorelai? And Jackson says, yes. And he said, dude, did you see how tall she is? <laughs> and Jackson says, no, I haven't noticed, actually. And Rune's like, how could you not notice? She's like a basketball player. <laughs> And he says, Rune, she's a very nice lady. And he says, you know, I cannot go out with anyone that tall. I mean, God, I can't believe you set me up with that. What, was the bearded lady busy tonight or something? I'm just like, wow. This is the highlight and the low light of this episode. Yeah, it really is. And I take it Rune's very type-oriented. He doesn't get out of his comfort so much. I mean, you got a variety of spice of life. You need to live, man. (laughs) Try something new, you know? Right. 
And of course, Suki and Lorelai, because they're standing just inside the door, they can hear every word. <laughs> yeah. They're listening and they exchange a look when he says that. Oh, he's no filter. And Jackson is saying, it's just one night, a little dinner. <laughs> and Rune said, when she came to the door, it never crossed my mind that that was who I had to spend the evening with. I thought it was her East German maid or something. <laughs> And Jackson said, you're being ridiculous. She's not that tall. <laughs> and Rune's like, she's tall enough. <laughs> and Jackson said, would you keep it down? She's going to hear you. <laughs> yeah, too late. <laughs> and Rune said, with those big ears, I bet she can. <laughs> yeah, he got louder on that oh one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he, wa- he wants her to hear his displeasure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a Rune. Uh, you want to know what a Rune is? That's a Rune right there. Big it, yeah, bag. uh-huh. <laughs> And um, Jackson says, hey, Rune, you come into town completely unannounced. You eat all my food. You crash on my couch and I don't say a thing. The least you could do is go out for one night, make some conversation, be pleasant. Who knows? Maybe you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I know. And Rune's like, but why can't we go out? Just the two of us. And Jackson's like, Rune, please. Rune finally It's like, do a solid. Take one for the team, man. Right. Come on, now. So Rune finally agrees. Jackson thanks him. They go back to the front door saying they should be going. Lorelai looks at Rune, who turns away. And she (laughs) closes the door behind her, looking surprised and like she's not looking forward to this at all. (laughs) I found this reaction from Rune to be not only rude, but also somewhat ironic since he's short. (laughs) She could easily have taken the same approach with him, calling him too short, but she didn't. You know, reminds me of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I'm yeah. having to go there. You know, when Jesse wanted to date this guy and she was getting along with him in the booth at the Max, and turns out when they stood up, he was really short, like half her episode. size. Yeah. yeah, she was really embarrassed, and all of a sudden she didn't want to go out with him, but she came around toward the end. Yeah, that just reminded me of that in reverse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that episode. It's exactly the same thing. Okay, so here we are now at Chez Fleur, the restaurant. They're all sitting in silence looking at the menu. Rune is staring at Lorelai. She's forcing a smile. Did you notice he did? He didn't even take his hat and coat off. He's, no, he's not getting no. country. He's ready to bolt it. In. No, he didn't, no, he's not playing at this all. This was great. And he's just look. He's just staring at her, and he says, "What size shoe do you wear?" <laughs> Number one, I think that's a rude question to ask a lady. She's <laughs> She says, uh, "Size nine. He says, nine. Wow." <laughs> <laughs> he was staring at her like she was some freak. sideshow freak at a yes. circus. And I say that with all due respect. Well, he, ba- he basically called her not that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. Oh, <laughs> of course not. The bearded lady can be quite handsome. Yes, she can. Stop. I'm not sure her family agrees. Stop it. Okay, stop. Sorry. Stop. All right, let's continue. I wonder if okay. the muscles are Yes. Okay. I got to breathe here. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Sorry we sidetracked you. <laughs> okay. Quit. Me and my All many right, personalities. Stop. 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 I can't breathe. Quit. It's contagious, people. Stop. <laughs> my cheeks are hurting. Quit. Okay. Suzuki says. I wonder if the muscles are fresh. I wonder if the muscles are fresh. <laughs> and Lorelai says. Um, well, it does say fresh mussels on the menu. Mm. And Suki says, yes, but a lot of time they say fresh and they're not. They're frozen, but they're just called fresh because they were fresh when they were frozen. (laughs) And Jackson is nodding and smiling at her. And she goes, plus, if they're not stored with the correct drainage, they just sit around in their own excretions. (laughs) Which is kind of like sitting around in your own. And Lorelai goes, Suki, I beg of you, do not order the fresh mussels. I thought she was going to say rune. (laughs) 
So Jackson, of course, being a produce man, is wondering where they get their carrots because the crop this year hasn't been good. Lorelai tries to engage Rune into conversation by asking, so what is that, Rune? (laughs) And Rune says, what do you mean? And she says, I mean, where did Rune come from? And she says, he says, I'm from out of town. I thought Jackson told you. And she says, he did tell me. I mean, the name Rune. Yeah, dummy. You just don't meet a lot of runes, right? And she giggles a little bit, you know. And he said, it was my dad's name. She says, okay, well, where did he get it? And Rune is looking annoyed at this point. (laughs) And he says, I don't know. From his parents, I guess. Yeah, he's getting PO'd about it. And Lorelai finally says, okay, done with that topic. <laughs> and just then the waiter approaches. And she says, oh, the waiter, thank the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I have to say, to Lorelai's credit, she's making an effort here while Rune is not having it. Honestly, I have to say, I might have been a lot less nice to Rune if I was her. <laughs> yeah, uh uh-uh. He deserves some water in his face at any point. Go ahead, feel free, Lorelai. Splash away. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, she, I would have had to have said something to him. Something. Suki immediately asks about the mussels from the waiter and whether they're fresh and Jackson asks where the carrots are from. So they're both worried about the state of the food. Yeah. And the waiter seems kind of taken off guard. Rune asks if there's anything in the menu that's not French. (laughs) They're at a French restaurant. And Lorelai tells the waiter, I'll just have a martini and keep them coming. And the waiter leaves and she says, thanks. And at this point, of course, the table goes silent yet again. I mean, yeah, this is a very uncomfortable day all the way around. Yeah, yeah, here are one of my embarrassing date stories Uh that I promised. I was waiting on this because I I don't know if I've heard these or not. (laughs) So there was this one time that I had a guy that he was very, I was lucky to land a date with this guy. You know, he was kind of the unattainable guy. The ungettable get? Yeah, the ungettable get. All right. And I was very excited about this date. I had spent like an hour and a half getting ready in advance for this. And he arrives on time, of course, and he knocked on the door, came up. To the door, got me at the door, yeah. and we're going outside, and I'm walking down the porch steps, and a bird poops on my head. <laughs> I am not even playing, and it wasn't a tiny little dollop either. It was, a, it was a big splat right on top of my head, like close to the front of my hairline. So maybe it was a goose. And what made it worse is he turned around and looked and burst out laughing so bad that he had to bend over and hold his sides much like i am right now i was i was mortified i was absolutely mortified i was embarrassed i was mad and rightfully so yes oh i was ticked off we had to go back inside so that way i could wash just the top of my head and then try to redo my hair into some semblance of looking good and then we went out on our day. And this was back bit. in the 80s, right? It was it brings late a, 80s. a whole new meaning to the term flock of seagulls. God! <laughs> you had the do. Yeah. Yeah. Lord. God. Oh, my God. Yeah, when blind dates go bad. Yeah, there should be a show. It, wasn't there like a show, Date from Hell or something? There should be a show. There was something. There should definitely be a show when blind dates go bad or something like that. Yeah, but this wasn't a blind date. Well, for Lorelai was, but yeah. But yeah, that was not one of my finer moments that have Uh, have ever occurred to me. Well, he had a story for life to tell. Oh my gosh, 
That was so embarrassing. <laughs> well, needless to say, that didn't work out, did it? <laughs> actually, I did not go out with him again. Because you were known as S-Head from then on? <laughs> no, actually, it didn't have anything to do with that. He didn't spread it around? We had a good time, but it was just so okay. Y'all still went out? We still went out. Well, that speaks well of him. He didn't spread the rumor? No. That I you mean, were... No, he did spread the rumor. <laughs> Yeah. So you were bird poophead. I put but it lightly. I was one of those people that I just laugh stuff like that off. Yeah. And if you laugh well, it off, you, you know, know all like the time people just laugh with Forrest you. Forrest Gump says again, it happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes. All right. Have a nice day. Yeah. So now have a nice date. Yeah. Now we're at the bookstore. Oh Lord. <laughs> Uh, All right. Yeah, move on. Moving on. Lord have mercy. So we cut to the bookstore, outside the bookstore. Uh. Rory and Dean are in line, and she's kind of looking back over her shoulder at Lane and Todd in line behind them. And Dean's asking, what is she doing? And she gives kind of a nothing <laughs> answer. But Dean sees through it and assures her they're fine. And Rory denies that she was looking for Lane and Todd, but at the uh. world around them. And he tells her the world's fine, too. <laughs> And Rory finally admits she just wants to make sure they're having fun. And Dean says they are, and she's asking how he knows. And he says they're not in prison or in some sort of medieval torture chamber. <laughs> and Rory says, well, when you measure it that way. So then the camera switches over to Lane and Todd. <laughs> and Lane is saying to him, and the amazing thing is, all these girls are screaming and none of them are getting the joke. He's playing the character of a rock star. I mean, Beck is a genius and all these stupid girls are screaming at him just because they're buying into the rock star image. I love Beck. I understand Beck. And she looks over at Todd nervously because he's not saying a word. And the Foo Fighters, God, I mean, have you heard the acoustic version of Everlong? Yes. I can't even talk about it, you know? Like, I agree with Lane on that one. Foo yeah, Fighters, yeah. Everlong. She says, hey, who I've already gotten into lately, the Velvet Underground. Oh, and Nico. She's amazing. Depressing, scary German chick. <laughs> she says, I have the CD if you want to borrow it sometime. <laughs> and then she says, what kind of music do you like? And he says, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, and Lane's she's barking like, up the wrong tree on that one. And Lane's like names a band and he's like what the band on yeah. your on your shirt and she says oh huh pretty cool picture and she says you don't know what's on your shirt <laughs> and he says it's my sister's and she says oh I don't think I've ever been in that situation where I didn't know what I was wearing on my shirt uh, no I don't yeah. think I have either well I might have borrowed somebody's shirt but I still knew what it was right I even asked what is this you know <laughs> to make sure so if somebody asked me I wouldn't look stupid you know right so further up the line Rory is looking back again to check on them and Lane gives her a very forced smile and Dean <laughs> turns Roy's face forward. I thought that was uh, <laughs> cute. Yeah, priceless, yeah. So Lane's continuing to try. She's asking Todd if he likes books and he gives a shrug <laughs> and she says magazines. When Todd's silent, she asks about school and what he's majoring in to which he replies, Jim. Oh, God. He says, if I major in Jim, I only have to take four classes my senior year. She says, oh, cool. So we go back to Rory and Dean and she says, Jim? <laughs> so she must be close enough to overhear. Dean says, we work on our bikes together. He's got the good tools. That's and, all he's got going for? <laughs> yeah. And I, I have to say, I've had many a first date where you get there and find out you have nothing in common. And it is an uncomfortable realization. And then it gets worse when you realize that you can't leave until it's over. Well, this Todd character is just sketch. He's like vapid. He just oh has gosh. nothing. He's, there's empty space up there. There's nothing but there. what it is, a boy, what if you had to choose that kind of date? Or a Rune type of date. I don't know. I think man. Rune would be entertaining, though, at least. Rune could be at least somebody you could fight with. Yeah, it'd, he's be intelligent. it'd be entertaining. He's not nice, but he's intelligent. Yeah, yeah. it'd be, it'd be inter entertaining exchange of wits there. Some people will leave a date, Yeah, though. when you're on a date like that, I've seen this in movies a lot. Where yeah. they're, they're like, okay, 
at the specified time you call and I'll answer. If it's going well, I'll thank you and hang up. If not, I'll make an excuse like it's an emergency. I'll leave. I got that. Or some people will just excuse themselves and never come back. Like, let me go to the restroom. Vanished. He right. ghosted. You uh, know what I'm saying? <laughs> But I've seen both of those play out. So we cut back to Shay Fleur. Rune is yawning. Suki is giggling. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, God, do you remember? And Lorelai's like, I remember. And Suki was like, what was Rory 8? And it becomes clear pretty quickly that Suki is concentrating all of her conversation on Lorelai and is ignoring Jackson, which definitely isn't good if you want your date to have fun with you. Yeah, is this the Lorelai-Suki date? Or? Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Rune is cutting the heads off of swans with his knife. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Uh, I'd be a little concerned I was with a serial killer, Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> I'd be calling America's most wanted on that. <laughs> I would be wondering how many dead animals he has buried in his yard. <laughs> or people. Or people. <laughs> they don't call him rude for nothing. <laughs> yeah. So Lorelai decides to change the direction of the conversation, and she says, So, um, Suki's been experimenting with different forms of baking ever since I've known her. Mm. Jackson says, Oh, well, that's very interesting. And Suki says, Yeah. Uh, hey, Lorelai, remember when I decided to teach you how to make strawberry tarts? And then Jackson goes back to looking bored. And the entire kitchen was stained red, and I had to repaint that one wall red just to make it look normal. Do you remember, wasn't it? And at that point, Lorelai must decide that an intervention is needed. My um, thoughts exactly, because how many horses does she have to lead to water yeah. she's pushed her daughter she's having to push suki you know yeah and move on people <laughs> right so at this point she says suki let's go powder our noses there it is rune says you'll need a lot of powder oh god and I think at that point, I would have to say something to this guy. Lorelai is being entirely too nice. I would have already stood up yeah. and said something to him at this point. I would have liked to powdered his or pancaked his nose up for him. Yeah, myself. something. Yeah. So Lorelai takes Suki around the corner while Jackson gives Runa, what are you doing, look. <laughs> I guess for his last comment to Lorelai. Yeah. Okay, so Lorelai looks at Suki and she says, honey, no matter how many beers you buy me tonight, I'm not the one going home with you. <laughs> so I would concentrate on the one who might. This is a no-go zone. Yeah. Yeah. And Focus your attention on something like get you somewhere. Yeah. And Suki says, what? And she says, you have We're just friends. Yeah. <laughs> she says, you haven't said a word to Jackson all night. And she says, I haven't, have I? She says, I know. I'm just, I'm so nervous. She says, you're nervous? You don't have some guy staring at you like he's Cher and you're the kid from Mask. Yeah, that was a movie that you could, for me, and you agreed, right, that you could only watch once. Yeah. It was are, a good movie. There are some movies that, while great, yeah. you only want to watch them once. You experience that, it and you move on. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of them. I right? have never thought to myself, I want to go watch The Mask again. Yeah. Even though it was a great movie. Yeah, I agree. So, Suki admits she can't think of anything to say, and Lorelai is, like, seems shocked. After all, J Suki and Jackson, you know, they see each other all the time, and they never have trouble talking. And she says, yes, because to me, to night there's been no off button from Suki. And Suki says, I just, this place is too fancy. My hair is too tight. This dress is all wrong. And he looks really good, doesn't he? And Lorelai agrees, you know, he does. And Suki admits she's being crazy. Lorelai tells Suki she's putting too much pressure on the evening. She says, you know, she can take her hair down. They can go someplace casual. And she says, yes, come on. Let's go, you know, go to Luke's. Have burgers, talk, relax, no pressure, no stress. Unless I wind up stepping on Rune, which might be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so Suki what agrees. was that oh that's right <laughs> yeah so Suki agrees and they both head back to the table with their big size nine <laughs> yeah with her size nine. Yeah. Then we're back at the bookstore. Lane and Todd are in a theater-like seating watching the movie. Oh, 
Right. And she's saying, okay, what about movies? You must have a favorite movie. And he says, yes, I do. <laughs> she says, great. Wow, what is he does it? have something yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, and he says, Beethoven. Oh, Lord. And she says, Beethoven, the one with the dog? And he says, there's this scene where this little dog is running around with the huge cabbages in its mouth. Oh, man, it's classic. I shot my Dr. Pepper right out my nose, I swear. <laughs> And Lane just kind of forces another smile. So it's quite clear at this point quite. that this is not going to be a good match. And real and Lane is realizing this was a huge mistake. Uh-huh. So I'll give you another one of my Shannon stories. Well, I don't know if I can take another one. <laughs> that first one was... So- <laughs> Well, they they may not all be as funny as the first, but I was on another date with a guy that I really, really liked, and we were out, it was a double date, actually, and we were, my best friend and his best friend, so we were all a comfortable group. It wasn't, you know, the kind of thing where it was uncomfortable. And we were all heading toward, I think we were trying to get to the pool at somebody's apartment, one of their apartment complexes. And we were all going to jump the fence because it was closed for the evening. Uh, So y'all were doing something to finish. But we wanted to go and sit at the little umbrella tables and just kind of chit-chat. you dipping, were you? No. We just, no. (laughs) I just want to make that clear. Not that night anyway. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's be clear. Yeah, now we did we did another night when it was oh. just me and my boyfriend. Oh, God. But it, it was the same guy. He and I were in the front, and my friend and his friend were behind us. And I was wearing a skirt, and I was pretty athletic, so I was going to scale the fence, and my boyfriend went first, and I hopped up. I, I was, see where I was, this is going. I was a gymnast, so hopping <laughs> a fence was nothing for me. Yeah. And I hopped the fence, and the back of my skirt <laughs> caught on... The, on the top of the fence and when I landed on my feet my skirt was up around my breasts and so my entire waist down was completely free for everyone behind me to see yeah I was again mortified and my boyfriend had to come over and try to help me get on <laughs> And he was he had to lift me up so I could unhook my dress. Yeah, these kinds of things happen to me more often than I can say. It's yeah, it wasn't so, good. So I would say yours were not bad dates; they were just embarrassing for you. They're yes. sad almost. They weren't sad because we all laughed. <laughs> But I mean, the first one made me mad, and I was mortified and embarrassed. Well, I'm feeling bad. The for second you. one, I was I was laughing because we, it was my boyfriend. And strangely enough, not jealous, just just sad. <laughs> <laughs> now that that's told, yeah, <laughs> we arrive at Luke's. Oh yeah. Lord! <laughs> the first one, I almost lost it though. If I was in your shoes, I'd probably peed a little on myself at that point. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, I almost did that a few minutes ago. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Just listening to you laugh at my story. <laughs> but, okay, so Lorelai and the group enter Luke's. I didn't mean to trigger you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, Rune sniffs and says, ew. But, <laughs> I don't know what he's ewing about, but whatever. Just the atmosphere and the yeah. ambiance of Luke's diner. <laughs> I guess he didn't care for it. Yeah, he's a little too high. He don't look high and mighty, he, the, the look of him. No. He's not a Gilmore. He, he's acting like a Gilmore. This he, is beneath me. He thought yeah. the Fleur was beneath him yeah. and he thought Luke's was beneath him. Yeah. Anyway, so Lorelai grandly welcomes them all to Luke's. Jackson admits this is much better, and Suki actually agrees. So Lorelai tells them to find a seat. She'll get menus, and she goes up to see Luke at the counter. And the place is pretty dead. You know, it's not that it's beneath him. He's just one of those runes that, I guess that's what I'm going to call people from now on. He's just a rune, and he just he doesn't like anything. Right, he's a rune. Nothing pleases him. Yeah. Except bowling with uh, yeah. Jackson. 
So the place is kind of quiet. I think that they got there close to the closing time because he doesn't really have any other customers, I don't think. So she goes up to the counter and she says, hey, four men use a coffee and an anvil, please. And Luke says, what's the anvil for? And she says, for Rune. And he says, what's a Rune? And she says, please, not that question again. (laughs) So Luke gets the coffee and offers it to her and she sighs and looks at Jax and Suki and Rune sitting in silence because they're not saying a word. Yeah, of course. And she asks Luke, mind if I hang out here a sec? (laughs) And he says, why? What's going on over there? She says, Suki and Jackson are on their first date. And he says, seems to be going well. (laughs) (laughs) Note the sarcasm. Yeah. And she says, I think I'd wear blue to the wedding. And he says, who's the other guy? She says, that's Jackson's cousin. He's my date. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hence the anvil and the coyote yeah and luke and luke says lucky girl yeah and she says yes i think so he is believe it or not even less thrilled with the matchup than i am and luke says you're kidding why <laughs> and lorelei says i'm too tall and luke laughs and he says get out and she says no i'm serious and luke says doesn't he understand how great that is you can get all the stuff from the top shelf yeah he, he should be so lucky is what i'm saying yeah <laughs> And Lorelai goes, she says, exactly. That is exactly what I bring to her relationship. Explain that to him, will you? And she takes a sip of her coffee and she says, Luke, that is an exceptionally good batch of coffee. And he says, yeah. I feel like I'm definitely picking up on some flirting vibes from Luke here. And maybe even from Lorelai, but definitely from Luke. So oh, Luke, Luke tells her that he added a little nutmeg to the coffee. And Lorelai tells him that's very Richard Simmons of you. And <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember Richard Simmons, but he was very big back in the 80s he was a little flamboyant but he was also a fitness guru and did a lot of infomercials at one time he was extremely overweight he lost a lot of weight he is very sensitive about this point had a lot of commercials he did sweat into the oldies i remember that jazzercise oh yeah i think he even did some kind of meal a deal kind of yeah i think he did he also did like a mousercise for kids yeah he was a very exuberant he and wore, positive kind of guy. He wore these little short 80s short shorts uh, and yes. he flirted around. And he had, he had, you know? he had a... He had an afro. Yeah, high voice. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, he kind of looked like, a little bit like John McEnroe. A kind of a little. But he was very, even bigger for <laughs> He was a very positive guy, and yeah. anytime you saw him on an infomercial, you couldn't help but feel that positivity, because he was just so... He had a different kind of charisma. He was yes. charismatic. He was very kind, too. Yeah. Very kind man. He, he kind of faded into the background in recent yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. You didn't, he, he just kind of disappeared out of public they life. They actually sent out safety check on him to make sure he was doing all right at one point i remember because he had just kind of disappeared yeah, a few years back yep. but he assured everybody i'm doing fine i'm just not in the public eye anymore right yeah luke says well what can i say chicks dig a man with a feminine side oh there it is yeah not that there's anything wrong with that no i wanted to point out that nutmeg up there somebody on instagram was talking about their pumpkin spice lattes and i just wanted to comment i might be wanting to try one of those i have been trying for years <laughs> to get you to try one of those i have mentioned it numerous times over the years and you've been like eh. but it has to be somebody else's influence like obviously know. somebody on instagram and, tells you to do it and you're well, all for it okay. well we know somebody else like that in our family that has to be led oh that reminds me yeah. last episode i had said that i had a hostile streamers update and i never gave it let me just interrupt the programming do for tell. one second my sister has told me that she is listening to the podcast wow she said that she had actually watched four episodes and she had gone to my niece and asked uh her 
have you ever heard of Gilmore Girls? And she said, oh yeah, I've watched the whole show. Wow. And she was like, what did you think of it? And she said it was good. So we've had somebody who's a fan all along. In the family. Mm-hmm. A covert. Yes, a covert streamer. streamer. Yes. <laughs> so we anyway, find a new one. There you go. <laughs> Wow. So, shout out to my I sister. did not know that. Um, I will just say, hi, V. Thanks for listening. So, let's get back to it. At that moment, Rune stands That's up. That's very encouraging. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, Rune stands up and says that he is bored. But Jackson tells him to sit down because they're almost ready to order. And Rune says he doesn't want to order. Eat there and he just wants to go. And I'm just like, go. Oh. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, Rune... <laughs> Rune says, Jackson... We're in agreement. Yeah. He says, Jackson, look, I came out with you tonight under the impression that I'd have fun. First, I get stuck with her. Then I get dragged to a French restaurant. Then I get dragged out of a French restaurant. God knows where I am now. And Lorelai says, oh, you're at Luke's. (laughs) (laughs) And Rune says, I've been very patient, Jackson. Sunday night's almost over. I want to go bowling. And Jackson looks a little torn and seems like he's going to go. Especially after Rune urges him to go bowling with him. (laughs) And Jackson looks at Suki with an, oh, well. And she's looking down down at her hands and you can tell she she's sad yeah and he says he guesses that they'll just go and he starts to stand up but suki finally tells him no don't go no she's emphatic yeah don't Don't go go, yeah and he says really like he's shocked and she says yes stay here we haven't even really started our date yet jackson says no we haven't sorry rune you're on your own tonight (laughs) and rune says fine i'll just see you at home then maybe and he leaves. I gotta say, I kind of think it was rude of Jackson to even consider leaving her. He should have told Rune to take a beat a long time ago. Yeah. And he could have told Lorelai, apologized and told her, I'm sorry for Rune's behavior, you know. I mean, they were having a miserable time because of yeah. Rune. And Jackson was being influenced by him, which he, I personally don't think he should have let himself be influenced by Rune. No. Um, but at least once Suki made it clear she wanted him to stay, he did. Yeah. But I honestly thought that he, as a gentleman, he should have stayed and no matter what you know but that's that's just my thing you know when i told you about my bowling ball i was trying to impress you at being cracked yes i think they should have took runes and cracked it over his head <laughs> a long time ago right as rune says that he's leaving and he, he's starting to go out the door lorelei goes bye loon <laughs> well she, he was a loony too yeah. wasn't he? <laughs> then she turns back to luke and says finally he says, I guess you'll only need three menus now. Lorelai says, why don't you just make up three fabulous cheeseburgers, send two over there, and I'll have mine here. And he says, first, I gotta watch a man walk out on you, then I have to watch you eat alone. Nope, too pathetic. She says, I'm not eating alone, you're here. And he says, I'm working. She says, yeah, but after three cheeseburgers, you're done, unless you're expecting Elijah to stop by. <laughs> and he says, okay, fine. Yeah. And he pulls out a deck of cards, and he says, five card draw. Read the... And she says, oh, you're on. Read the tour, you'll find out about Elijah eating habits. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. And Luke deals the cards as Lorelai watches intently, and she goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she looks at her cards, and she says, uh-huh, give me four. And she looks at them again, and she goes, uh, no, four more. And Luke says, you can't have four more. Those are the four I dealt you. She says, well, these don't help me. And I vow to discard <laughs> anything negative in my life. First rune, and now these four cards. And he says, whatever you say, and he gives her another four. And she says, ooh, much better, thank you. And he says, rune knew when to run away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Luke always caters to Lorelai, because that's not how you play. She's no. 
no. not even showing her ace. No. And she don't get four more, but yeah. he does it for her anyways. Meanwhile, Suki and Jackson are actually across the room giggling at this point, and Lorelai says that's nice, and Luke agrees. And she says the whole first date, beginning of the relationship glow, everything is new and exciting, and Luke says every joke is hilarious, mm-hmm. and Lorelai says every little touch is incredible, and right at that moment, she touches Luke's arm almost unconsciously. Yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. And Lorelai says, God, that's a good feeling. And he says, it is at that. And Lorelai says, I miss that. And mm-hmm. Luke says, you'll have it again. And she's like, I guess. And at that time, Mrs. Kim sees... i tell you what else is hilarious. What's Sorry hilarious? to in- interrupt you, but... Yes, you did interrupt. You know, every I'll never jo- forgive you. Every joke is... Well, I do that all the time. <laughs> every joke is hilarious, but every bird poop on the head is hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you're never going to let me live down. No, 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 no. <laughs> So at that moment, Mrs. Kim sees Lorelai through the window, just as Luke says, you know, maybe sometime we could, and you know where he was going with that. Yeah. The door slams as Mrs. Kim comes <laughs> in. I was thinking to myself, okay, I love Mrs. Kim, but at this particular moment in time, I wanted to kick her, because Luke was just about to ask Lorelai yeah, out. She's doing a little blocking. And that was so frustrating. This entire conversation was one big flirt fest on one side. He was about to do something, finally... And here comes an interruption. Yeah. But you know that's just going to keep happening and it's going to be drawn out throughout all the seasons. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's just the way it's going to be. I think Luke's being very tolerant of Miss Kim right here because usually he's all, I ain't going to tolerate that in my diner. It's not like Miss Kim came in and said, excuse me, can I have a word with you in private? She just came in guns blazing. And I think Luke should have said, hey, we're talking here. You know how Suki did that time. Yeah, that was very rude of Miss Kim, but like I said, when she's on a tangent and tear, she's... I don't think it would have been wise for Luke to interrupt. There's no stopping her. Yeah. Miss Kim don't have any social graces. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So she comes in looks at Loreline and says, where are the girls? And she says, Lane said she was with you and Rory. I called, no answer. I think they're at the video store. I call again, no answer. I call a third time, no answer. And Lorelai's like, you had a lot of time on your hands tonight. Mrs. Kim says, I have to know where girls are. And Lorelai says, they said they were going to a movie. And she said, with who? And she said, they were going to meet Dean. She says, a boy? And she says it with disgust. Yeah, disdain, yeah. She says, you let them go with a boy? And Lorelai's like, Mrs. Kim, Dean is Roy's boyfriend. And she says, just because you let your daughter run around with boys doesn't mean I let mine. And Lorelai's like, I thought you knew. Snap. And (laughs) Mrs. Kim says, I didn't know. They could be anywhere. They could be doing anything. Smoking or drinking or buying drugs. And she said, they're at the movies. There are no drugs there. They don't even have the red, uh, real red vines. (laughs) And she says, I need to find them. And she leaves. And she says, I'm coming with you. And she starts to leave too. Yours is Twizzlers. You would be like, they didn't even have the real Twizzlers. No. Red Vines would have been a disappointment yeah, to me. Yeah, to you. I would have wanted it would Twizzlers. have been the reverse, yeah. And thus ends what could have been the beginning of something between Luke and Lorelai, and I just want to bang my head on something at this moment, because she interrupted Luke asking her out, and who knows where that would have gone. Ah! Yeah, she did the ultimate block there. I don't think it was intentional. She's no. just too focused on her daughter. And another thing, where did Miss... I know they moved there from somewhere, but where did they come from? where it was so bad. I mean, Stars Hollow, you don't have the, the drinking, the drugs, the know. smoking, the all these bad boys running, influences running around. Miss Kim is very overly protective of Lane. Is this a cultural thing, or is it just a where they came from I, thing? Maybe a combination of both. I don't know. Yeah, it's very... Makes you wonder, anyways. Yeah, it does. 
So then we cut it to outside the bookstore and Todd is saying that they just watched a good flick. Dean's agreeing and Roy's asking Lane what she thought. And Lane says, uh, I think it's really late and I should be getting home. <laughs> and Todd's like, really? And she says, yeah, but, um, it's been fun. And Todd says, oh, come on, let's go get some ice cream or something. Eat it really fast. Get that freezy brain thing going. It's cool. Lane says, so tempting. And yet, and at that He's point, not picking up on the clues, though. Yeah, no, she's yeah. not into him. At that point, you hear Mrs. Kim yelling, <laughs> Lane she <laughs> Kim. And then she starts shouting in Korean. And Lane goes, my mom. And Rory goes, my mom. <laughs> and Todd goes, two moms. That's got to be bad. And I had already been thinking, oops, what a comedy of errors. <laughs> and Lane says, Mama, I was just about. But of course, yeah, Mrs. Kim is yeah. still yelling she ain't in Korean. Hear it. No. no. She's still yelling in Korean. Rory tries to say she can explain, but Lorelai tells her it's not the time. Mm -mm. Mrs. Kim, meanwhile, is now speaking more calmly in English, accusing Lane of lying to her. And Lane's apologizing. Mrs. Kim tells her to get home now. Todd is like, Whoa. Rough family. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dean says, what's going on? Lorelai says, oh, uh, bits of information were left out of the mom packets tonight. And I thought that was a funny mm -hmm. way of saying it. And Rory says, I'm sorry. And she says, okay, mother, daughter number two are leaving now. Say <laughs> bye, Rory. And Rory says to Dean, bye. And Dean says that he'll call her tonight. Yeah. And -uh. Lorelai gives him a negative noise and he says, I'll, I'll call you tomorrow. Uh -huh. and That's better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And they walk off, and you can hear Todd saying, that's Rory's mom? She's a babe. <laughs> that's, that's all he got from that. Yeah, that's yeah. all he took from the whole yeah. thing. So Lorelai and Rory start walking away, and Lorelai's asking what Rory was thinking, saying, you know, she lied to her, and what is it that about? Rory admits that she shouldn't have done it, and Lorelai aggressively agrees. And Rory says, but Lane really wanted to go out with Todd, and of course she couldn't tell her mother, so I didn't tell you, so you wouldn't have to lie for us. And Lorelai said, you lied to me? so I wouldn't have to lie to Mrs. Kim? She says, yeah. And she goes, oh my God, you really are my daughter. That's the uh, that's the equivalent of, good girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, With, But being mad at the same time. Right. So Rory apologizes again and Lorelai says, I have to know where you are at all times, especially when you have my shoes on. <laughs> she nice. says, this trust thing only works if it goes both ways, kid. <laughs> and she says, I hated doing it. And Lorelai's like, good. And she said, would you have? And Lorelai's like, oh, what lied for us and she said to miss kim and rory's yeah and she said no no and rory's like why and because that lady's scary <laughs> exactly but then she says i can't lie to another mother that's breaking the code and, and that's why they did it uh-huh and rory go. asks you know what were they supposed to do tonight then and lorelei says look i know that mrs kim and robert duvall and the great santini share a striking resemblance <laughs> but she is lane's mom she has the right to tell lane she can't do something you have to respect that and i really have to respect that. And Rory says, so we were in a no-win situation tonight. And Lorelai says, yep. She says, sorry. Hey, you know, the one good thing we all learned from this, though? And Lorelai smiles and she says, then I'm a babe. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. That was a good line. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, much like the Tracker Jackers, The Great Santini was a movie starring Robert Duvall. He played Bull Meacham. He was this great fighter pilot in the war. He dubbed himself in the movie as the great Santini. That's how highly he thought of himself. He was a take-no-prisoners type of guy, merciless attitude, a relentless. But, you know, that didn't transition well when he came back to the real world. I 
after the war was over, he was abusive and competitive. He wasn't able to turn it off. Combative, you know, in his behavior. Yeah, it took their toll on his personal relationships with his family, and it just boils to a head in that movie. That's quite a comparison to make there to Mrs. <laughs> yeah. Kim. Might be a little over the top. Yeah, she's not that extreme. She <coughs> she means well. She actually really loves her daughter. Of but. course she does. The next scene is we're outside of Lane's house, and Rory has climbed the tree outside of Lane's bedroom, knocks on the window. She calls her Rapunzel, and then asks how she is, because she hasn't heard from her in a few days. And Lane says she's okay, and Rory admits that she'd been afraid to call. And Lane agrees that it's probably best for now that she not. And Rory asks if her mom's really mad, and Lane says, the words convent and Siberia were both used several times and at least once as a combo. <laughs> which I thought is funny. And Rory apologizes and, and Lane tells her it's not her fault. But Rory keeps taking the blame, you know, saying that she shouldn't have arranged it. But Lane does the right thing and basically said Rory had only done what she asked. And she also admits, if you hadn't set me up with Todd, then I would still be in love with him. And Rory goes, not the right guy for you, huh? She said, not the guy for anybody who could read write, talk, or function on a basic human level. And she said, I was so bored that night I couldn't see straight. She said, I've been on Korean meditation weekends that have had more laughs. And Rory's like, he liked you though, Dean told me. And Lane said, I know, he called here. She says, I pretended to be my mother and, w- <laughs> and wouldn't allow me to speak to him. Is that mean? <laughs> yeah, that, I thought that, that was so that, funny. That sounds like an episode of What Was You Do? Yeah. But you know, even that chimpanzee that signed, it would have been more conversational than he was. Yeah. So Rory asks how long before she can leave and Lane says she has no idea other than because other than church and school otherwise she has to be at home. And then she asks Rory not to tell anyone she went out with Todd and Rory just smiles and promises (laughs) not to. She's embarrassed now. (laughs) So this brings me to my final date story that I'm going to tell. So I was with the same group of uh, people. Outlaws? Um, (laughs) My boyfriend, my best friend, and his best friend, because I was dating my boyfriend, of course, and his best friend was dating my best friend. Okay. So that's why we were always together. We were a foursome. Yeah, makes sense. And we were at my house, and my boyfriend loved to watch me do gymnastics. So I, you know, he asked me to do something in the house, you know, something small, you know, because we lived in a condo at the time, so the, the living room space was limited. So I couldn't really take off running and do a full whatever. So I decided to do something small and it was a, uh, I was just going to do a back walkover. So I proceeded to do the back walkover, but I didn't take into account the fact that I was wearing a tube top, which was uh, the height of fashion back then. And so when I did the back part of the walkover, which is where you do the back bend and, and you're, you're bending over backward and your hands hit the floor, let's just say that my upper body went back, but my tube top stayed where it was. And um, I think that was the whole point of you, him having you do that. And things kind of, well, he'd already seen him, so it shouldn't well, have mattered. Well, he just wanted to catch him. He would, trust me, he would not have wanted his best friend to see them, who was sitting right there. But he got a chance to see them, and they were on full display. And, of course, I immediately abandoned and aborted the back walkover and, and turned over onto my stomach very quickly to adjust my clothing. But, once again, that was an embarrassing situation. Well, who's to say what the teenage boy would be willing to do? for his friend. Uh, no, you'd have to you'd have to know Hey, check this out, uh, buddy. Huh? You'd have to have uh, known this particular boyfriend. Wink, he, wink. I'm going to get you a freebie. He, 
he wasn't the jealous type that would be jealous for no reason, but he would never want uh, you to be seen by yeah. anybody else because he was he was jealous in that sense. Uh, okay. So no, but well, that was extremely. Some guys would and be like, ah, that's funny. No, no, yeah. he was very respectful of me and and not, okay, yeah. But that was my final funny story. Maybe I should have ended with the poop one. Yeah, that I could I can't get over that one. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna let that one go. I know you, you shall not pass. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> You're going to post an Instagram picture of bird poop on somebody's head, aren't you? Well, I might. Yeah. That might be a good post. Oh, my God. Okay, so here we are. Guess what I discovered on tonight's episode I could post. Gosh. (laughs) We're inside of Miss Kim's house, and Miss Kim is helping a man with his purchases, because you know that their house is like an antique store. She's got the whole bottom floor is an antique store, and there's wood and all these other things everywhere. And this is the first time you get a look at Miss Kim dealing with a customer, and she is angrily telling him, you break, you buy. And the man says, but it was sticking out in the aisle. And he says, she says again, you break, you buy. And at that point, Lorelai comes in. And the man says, but I didn't put it in the aisle. And she says, you have eyes, yes? He says, yes, I have eyes. And Mrs. Kim says, these eyes work? And he says, yes, these eyes work. <laughs> and she says, they can make out shapes, sizes, colors? <laughs> he says, yes, they can do all that, but... She says, eyes work, they see lamp in aisle, send message to brain, lamp in aisle, move, you move, you don't break lamp. She says, you have no eyes, not my problem. This is between you and them. You break, you buy. You break, you buy. So the man gives in and gives her the money. Yeah. And she is so capable of getting her way when it comes to her sales. Yeah, it's I don't so like funny. it when she turns it on lame, but I like it when she does oh it. Oh my gosh, people. it's hysterical. She, I yeah. mean, she's great. And she then, at that point, after she gets the money, she smiles real sweetly at him and she says, We appreciate your business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's gold right there. Yeah. This is what I love about Miss Kim. She handles these things so well. And it's so funny watching her reduce a big man down to that. You know? Yeah, that's where she should focus in harness that yes, negative energy yeah. <laughs> to the greater good yes. of the cell, you know? <laughs> so she sees Lorelai after the man's left and she barely says hello to her. And Lorelai asks if they can talk for a moment and at first Miss Kim's like, I'm working. But Lorelai insists it'll be quick. So she says, look, I'm really sorry about what happened the other night. You know, Roy's never lied to me like that before. And she says that you know of. And Lorelai says, uh, no, I'm pretty sure that was the first time and it was definitely the last. And I gotta say, I agree with Mrs. Kim here. Rory <laughs> has, in fact, lied to her before. Numerous times. And she's delusional to think her daughter is never, ever going to lie to her again. It just doesn't work that way with teenagers. Yeah, and Mrs. Kim is delusional, too, to think that Lane, Lane's the worst liar of them all because she has to be. Uh-huh. But Miss Kim's completely ignoring the fact that she's making Lane act out by being so strict and controlling. And, in fact, Lane was the one that influenced Rory to lie to her mother. So she was the negative influence, not Rory. You make a good point there. So this just kind of shows that no matter how a parent chooses to approach their parenting, no one really ever has the perfect way. You just do your best. But yeah. no, I, I agree with you. I, I definitely agree with but that But too controlling is going to create that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And we're, we're going to hear some of that from Lorelai here in a minute. But Lorelai says, so I just didn't want you to feel that you couldn't send Lane over to our house anymore because you can't. Believe me, those girls go nowhere without me knowing about it. In fact, I was thinking of having some house arrest ankle bracelets made, you know? (laughs) Maybe cute ones with leopard print or zebra stripes, maybe a little glitter design. I was thinking, don't give Kim any ideas. Right. Because she'll have the authorities come out and put one on Lane real quick. (laughs) Yes. So Mrs. Kim says Lane won't be covering up or she will stay in our house. (laughs) See? 
and Lorelai's as well, you know, right. I was just talking about later. I mean, she's not going to be grounded forever, is she? <laughs> and Mrs. Kim says, Lane lied to me and she must be punished. Rapunzel. And Lorelai <laughs> says, I totally agree, but Lane is a really good kid. I don't think I've ever met a kid who respects her parents more than Lane respects you. Yeah. And Mrs. Kim says, lying is not showing respect. I gotta agree with that comment. Yeah. And she says, she's 16. She had a crush on a boy. And Mrs. Kim says, Lane is not allowed to date boys unless we have approved them. She knows that. She knows our rules and she broke them. That is unacceptable. True. And Lorelai says, okay, yes, you're right. But teenagers sometimes slip up. And Mrs. Kim says, I don't care what teenagers do. I care what Lane does. And she was thinking more with her hormones yes. there too. So. And I actually think this statement says a whole lot. You know, Mrs. Kim is hard on Lane, but it's because she loves her. And... Lane's all she worries about. I mean, yeah. honestly, you know, do I think she's too strict? Yes, I do, but it is out of love and it's coming from a good place. Although I do think Lorelai has a good point too, especially with what she says next because she says... But I don't think that necessarily makes a good kid being too strict. No, I don't agree with... I don't think that just, either. Just think about all the wild kids. And a lot of them are preacher's kids and so forth and so on. Yeah, so yeah. Lorelai does have a good point here. She says, you know, it doesn't always work to just lock a kid up and throw away the key. And Mrs. Kim says, I didn't throw away the key. It's in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. And Lorelai's kind of taken aback for That's a second. A symbolic and she, key. She says, okay, well, I was talking symbolically. <laughs> But all right, I'm with you now. Um, look, she says, when I was a teenager, my parents tried to keep me locked up. They tried to force me to become what they had in mind. And now I'm not talking exact exactly about Lane here, but in my case, it really didn't work. And Mrs. Kim says, you blame your parents for getting pregnant. And Lorelai says, no, I just think sometimes if I'd had a little more space or someone to listen to me, things might have turned out differently. Now I got lucky because of having Rory, totally the best thing that could have happened. But let's be honest, I certainly don't want Rory to turn out like me. And she says, I don't want Lane to turn out like you either. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> and Lorelai says, now I believe that's the first thing that you and I ever agreed on. Now, here's where I have to admire Lorelai. She could have taken offense to that, but she didn't. She recognizes where she went wrong. She doesn't wish her mistakes on other, on other people, but she also loved the outcome, even if she looks back now and can see that you know, the mistake itself. Well, I think she's letting Miss Kim off uh, light here because she's actually creating a Lorelai by being so strict, as yeah. I already said, which is what Lorelai has been trying to tell her. About lock, parent, her parents yeah. trying to lock her up. She's mentioning how her parents tried to keep her locked up. It backfired. Yeah. Miss Kim ain't going to want to hear that. She's, she's not here on that side no. of it. So, Mrs. Kim says, I want Lane to be safe. And Lorelai says, I just want Rory to be safe, too. So, I'm going to go now. Hey, I think you are doing a great job with Lane. She's a really great kid. I just wanted to put my two cents in because that's what I do. So, bye. And as she walks out of the room, she breaks the base. <laughs> and she says, I know, you break you by. I heard earlier. That's, that's $35, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's like, this is Stars Hollow, Miss Kim. Yeah. What are you, you're not in the big city. What has she got to be safe from? Stars I, Hollow. I know. But I'm just saying, okay. All right, so the next scene takes place in Luke's, and Lorelai and Rory enter, and Rory says, and A, I'm very impressed. And Lorelai says, and annoying boy behind me? And Rory goes, yes. She says, B plus. And Rory goes, loser. <laughs> and Lorelai says, I know. It's all very exciting. <laughs> She says, ooh, hey, did I tell you that Suki and Jackson have another date tonight? And she said, what, is that the third one this week? So, obviously, you know, Lorelai says Suki tells her stories now about Jackson cultivating mealworms to grow fertilizers for his plants. And if she hears it one more time, she's going to go Romeo and Juliet them both. <laughs> but Rory thinks it's sweet. 
Yeah. And Lorelai just says mealworms. And Rory's like, gross but sweet. Yeah. So Rory's pager goes off at that point, but Lorelai tells her, you know, the rules are no pages before french fries. And Rory says, oh, but it's Lane. And she says, oh, you're kidding. And she says, give me your cell phone quick. And she says, where are you going? I want to hear. And she says, outside. And she says, why? And she says, because Luke hates cell phones. She said, so? And Rory <laughs> says, I do not want to incur the wrath of Luke. And she says, why not? It's fun. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I have to say, I think irritating Luke is Lorelai's way of flirting and keeping his attention. Yeah, she's got Luke wrapped around her little finger, though, and she knows it. But it's like Suki and Jackson bickering over produce, you know, early on. Before it's, they got together. Yeah it's, yeah, it's all their tension and stuff. It's, it's their foreplay. Thing. Yeah. It's foreplay. Yeah, it's all their shtick, you know. Yeah. So Rory goes outside and she dials Lane and Lane just says, I'm standing in the yard. I'm standing in the yard. And Rory says, oh my God, she let you out. And Lane says, I can go as far as the sign. And Rory says, that's so great. So while they're celebrating this small victory. I thought she dug her way out myself. No. <laughs> like, like escape from Alcatraz or something. <laughs> right. So while they're celebrating this small victory, back inside, Luke comes up to Lorelai and just says, hey. And she says, hey, back. And he asks her how everything turned out the other night and if it's all okay. And Lorelai says it was fine. And the dating world of 16-year-olds being exciting. And Luke says, I bet. And he pauses, oh, uh, coffee? And she says, do you have to ask? So Luke <laughs> pours her some coffee. And she says, you know, I had a good time the other night. She said, with the cards. And he says, oh, yeah, yeah, me too. And she says, good. And he says, yeah. In fact, you rushed out of here before I had a chance to... And then he stops and she said a chance to and then he says kick your in poker do i have to say what i'm thinking right now dude he was about to ask her out never had a chance to finish what he was going to say which at that moment had been to ask her out he chickened out in the light of day and lorelei even gave him an opening by bringing it up and he still didn't do anything do i have to personally enter the tv to lead this man by the hand into asking her out he was so close why'd he chicken out yeah it's almost like he's into these whole signs and omens kind of things because it was interrupted the moment it's not written in the stars it's not in the cards uh, you know kind of thing it just is so it's not meant to be you know it's gonna drag on for seasons and seasons you know and you just uh yeah so lorelei lorelei laughs and says you wish so he offers her a burger and she agrees and asks for fries and he finally says maybe we could do it again sometime okay and then lorelei says oh yeah well i i would like that so he rebounded he should have locked it down right then though mm, yeah it's a fail for me he was too big he that wasn't a date ass. It wasn't strong enough in my opinion. No, I agree because otherwise this would have been date plans because she said yes. And yet we know that they don't go out anytime soon. You know, and Lorelai could have done well to listen to her own self and take her own advice that she gave to Suki about nailing down plans and calling him and taking action. Yep, she sure could. That was if a she, fail on her, if too. If she's going to advise other people to do Dish it. Dish it out, take it. Then <laughs> she needs to do it herself. <laughs> yeah. So at that moment, Rory rushes back in and gives his phone back to Lorelai. Lorelai asks where she's going. And she says that Wayne's allowed outside 15 minutes. And she's going to stand across the street and yell at her. And she goes out to leave again. And Lorelai asks if she still wants her burger. And Rory just says she'll be back and she leaves and Lorelai just kind of looks at Luke and drinks her coffee and that's the end of it yeah because there was no definitive plan again I say he'd gotten most of it out before Rory interrupted why didn't he move in and seal the deal very very frustrating on both their parts somebody yeah. should have nailed it down but that's all, all I'm gonna say ultimately it falls on Luke to take the action I agree he needs to lead and she needs to follow you know what I'm saying that's right <laughs> 
Okay, we're going to talk about Scott. Scott Patterson's podcast. And what he thought of this. What's a room? <laughs> it looms, looms over us like a cloud. The funniest thing about, I'm just going to summarize here, about Scott and Riley's synopsis, as they call it on this episode, is they kept playing the clip of where Luke was attempting to ask Lorelai out, but failing miserably. Mm. They kept playing his clip of his line, maybe sometimes we could, uh, you know, and they they were making fun of his accent and all this, and he was like, I was searching for the right mood tone, you know. Uh, What's in a name, Shannon? Rose by any other name would smell <laughs> sweet. I don't no, know No, I'm not talking Shakespeare here. Maybe I should say, what's a rune in your opinion? Well, in my opinion, <laughs> <laughs> a, a rune is a hieroglyphic marking. <laughs> I, I was thinking more of like catacombs or yeah. uh, deep crevices or something. <laughs> lost civilizations. I don't know. Well, exactly. <laughs> I, I know he lost his mind. They interviewed Rune, played by Max Perlick. That was a great interview. Yes, it was. He's played in Ferris Bueller's Oh, Elf, yeah. But you, okay. you knew him from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, he played Whistler, the character yeah. of Whistler. He was kind of an integral part. It wasn't a big part, but... It, no, he was there for a couple episodes, yeah. and but it was a very important role. And I have seen those, and maybe we should go binge that, because I need to watch all of them. Yeah. Yes, you do. I did see those episodes. I remember him in that. What really touched me about his interview was oh, the yeah. loss of, the loss of his friend. He got choked up. He had to ask for a minute. He went to commercial, came back. Then they got to talking about the loss of their mothers, both of them, Scott's and Max's mother. Scott was talking about how he spent the last week of her life with his mother. It was very touching and moving the love she wanted to absorb it before she passed oh wow yeah it was just that interview really got to me on different levels yeah the part where he had to pot take a minute and go away yeah. and ask them to give him a minute that was very touching if you want to know more about him definitely give that a listen i'm sure you will he was going to do rapid fire but he got sidetracked but he did ask him about snow he doesn't smell snow that interview kind of moved on into more about johnny depp you you can listen to that then they went on to the Riley's pop cultural segment. They started talking about Yoko, how she wasn't the death of the Beatles, and we've already touched on that. <laughs> they kind of gave her a pass on that. So yeah. I kind of took the other route. But uh, Yeah, we both agree. Yeah, and then they went on to talk about Richard Simmons and his disappearance from the public eye, and they were speculating that maybe he's a Gilmore fan and they must get him on the show, on their podcast. Uh, that'd be cool. And I was, and I took a different thought. I, I love Richard Simmons. I was saying maybe that's why he did disappear, because he's been holed up benching Gilmore girls this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he'd probably just love it with his personality. Okay, so Scott Patterson was in a film with Tracy Lords, and if you don't know about her she was in the adult film industry a long time ago that was his first film role he was but it wasn't an adult no, film no let's make that clear yeah it was filmed in a this is when she was attempting to break away from that lifestyle let's just say it was filmed I don't know if she ever did I digress it was filmed in an old I found this hilarious Oscar Meyer Wiener's warehouse <laughs> that just that just got to me because of her background <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I kind of <laughs> lost it when he said that. The movie, if you want to check this out, and he feels bad about his performance in this, by the way, so don't look down on him. They played detectives. It's titled Intent to Kill. Uh, I don't even think he made the poster, but he had top billing with her. It was during the Rodney King, and they were talking about how they had to be in the floorboards covered so they could sneak them out of the area and back in when they were shooting. It was that bad. Oh, wow. Yeah, for them. Well, it's because that was such a tumultuous time, yeah. you know. and. Up roar up people yeah and then you had the oj 
Simpson thing going on That's too. Pretty much yeah. around the same time. He mentioned that Tracy Lords was actually in Gilmore Girls. I would love to know which part she played. She played. I uh, Gilmore this. Okay. Just for, they he couldn't think of it off the top of his head. It was the episode season four episode five. The fundamental things apply. She was an interior designer. You'll probably remember now. Natalie Zimmerman. Oh my gosh. And she played Natalie? Yeah, and oh my it was Lorelai found out that Emily had worked with her before, and it was a done deal at that point. I like Natalie. It was a no-go at that point for Lorelai. Yeah. You, know. you said you did not I liked know who Tracy Lords was. I didn't until you just told me uh, that she was Natalie. I'm about to blow your mind. Oh, God. Because you do know who she is. Oh, God. Crybaby. Uh, 1990. I've only seen that movie one time. You watched it several times. I know because I've been here. No, I, it just happened to be on. It was playing. In the Wanda background. Woodward. Oh. She was Crybaby's love interest before the main character. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that was her. The main thing that cracked me up about this whole podcast was they kept playing clips of his. They were like, What's your favorite line of the show? And they kept playing clips of maybe some. Sometimes we could, uh, <laughs> you know, they kept playing so it. So they were ticked about that just yeah. as much as I well, was. Yeah, they kept playing it over and over and over. Like they were shoving it in his face. That's yeah. great. That was that podcast. Now, he did an extra one in between the next episode, so I'm going to go ahead and fin- fit it in here. Question Everything is the title of it, and it was his Terrificon convention appearance. That he was involved fans with. fans were asking yeah. questions. And, the, and instead of having a show, he turned all their Q&A into an episode. So they were asking him all these questions. Scott agreed with them that he wanted to ask Lorelai to marry him. That, I I have to agree too. Yeah, he wanted it written that way. Yeah, you know because and let's face it, Lorelai already got to do that. Yeah. Well, hopefully you guys have seen the show. Yeah. If not, we're major spoilering here. Well, this is our episode's over. We're talking about his. Uh, I thought it would have been cool if he got down on the knee there. He stopped her enough. He did his little rant. He got down on the knee. Yeah. And then she would have said, "What?" I was coming to say the same thing. Yeah, that would have been perfect. Yeah. You know, I think it was important that Lorelai come to recognize that she needs to stop running and that she belongs with Luke and she's going to stop running. She's always done it. And she comes home and asks Luke to marry her again. And yeah. I, I she agree didn't with you do that completely. Because let her, him do it and then let her agree. The act of her coming back coming to her senses before she went off into the wild, told me that she made up her mind to stop yeah. running. It didn't need to be said by her. Give him his moment. That. Yeah. Yeah. But I would he, have loved that. He did have his moment of enough's enough. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad he at least had that. Stop. We've been through all these guys. I've been through all these guys. I've been waiting on you. You know, enough. Yeah. They asked him what role would he want to do. He said Hamlet, surprisingly. Oh, wow. Now, I he, didn't hear him say that. He said he'd probably die before he could do it. <laughs> yeah, and okay, so they asked him, can you smell snow? Oh. And yes, he can. So I don't know good. if you been wanting to know that answer. I actually am very happy to hear that. Now, there was some contradictory things said yeah, in other podcasts. That. And with these interviews that came out, so I'm kind of saying, <clears throat> all right now, Scott, don't be flip-flopping on me. But he's been adamant about this. He didn't like that Logan had a pet nickname for Rory Ace. I liked he, it. Yeah. I, I thought it was I cute. Just, I think it's cute, too. I mean, it's... Not a anybody could be named that. It was specific to her. Uh-huh. It's not like sugar, honey, bum, doll. Bum, 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 yeah. Bum, bum. yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. it's none of those where any you can call anybody that. That was specific to her. Yeah. 
so it didn't it wasn't like he's taking it okay this is the contradictory things here he said if he was offered to do, to do another, another year in the life let's say he'd have to see the script first now i've heard him say me too i'm dropping everything and i'm gonna do it yep I've i don't heard that care too. whatever so I, i'm gonna call you out um, on that scott unless watching the show has triggered something changed his mind yeah. in some way that's a now, possibility he, he was saying throughout that he was upset about not getting asked her how they made him look like an idiot. And he wanted a real wedding. Yeah. A, a big wedding. Yeah. And how they made him look like an idiot where he didn't know what in vitro fertilization was. Yes. And, and, and he also but, did not like... But that they, was funny. Yeah. I loved that. <laughs> And he didn't like they made Rory out to be a loser. I didn't with agree. No direction. I didn't. I see where he's going with that, but I didn't yeah. agree. I think that Rory actually did have some successes, yeah. and she just had reached a point in her life where her success was starting to dry up because she might have been a little burnt out. And I also think that she reached a point where she had just gotten something published in the New York Times. Everybody was making a big deal about it. She was being courted by this other place that she was kind of <laughs> looking down on. So when she went to the interview, she wasn't even prepared yeah. and it, it kind of reminded me of how if you look back throughout her life on the show she always had to be put had to be pushed so when she ends up going to live with the grandparents and dropping out of Yale she ended up having to be pushed to go back to Yale she ended up having to be pushed to make this or that decision she ended up having to be pushed to make the right decisions here and there so when you really think about her lifespan as a character it wasn't out of character for her to be a little lost there toward the end oh she's prone to mistakes. She had a little fling with the Wookiee. And also that had to have an avenue for Jess to come back in and, well, and, and to put her on the right path. That was the second thing. Yeah. I mean, Jess came back and he was the one who pushed her to do what was going to be the next thing for her in her life, which was to write that book. And I, I think the Paladinos did the best they could with what they had to do and the time they had to do it. Yeah. But you had to do it that way for those elements to play out. I mean, making Scott, Luke's character, a little humorous i didn't have a problem with that he did that's personal i thought it was funny but, myself. yeah i did too because that was the joke am i gonna what do i have to do here oh my god you know <laughs> he didn't get it yeah and, and you know maybe luke didn't he wasn't concerned with all that stuff of modern technology and whatnot he's i like the way things are why do you have to aspire to do more you know yeah. he's he was all about simplification but anyways the last thing that he didn't like he thought was injustice was leaving it on a cliffhanger i'm pregnant yeah and who's the dad and well all we that. all know who but the dad is but that's the genius they're leaving it fans wanting more to push for another reboot right i didn't want to just tie up everything which let's a face nice it bow. i would love to have another reboot and i thought scott did too but i'm starting to question it <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm sure he would love to do it. Hey, it's work. You know, like he, he's been, he always says it's work. It's I think work. he'll do it. Yeah, so yeah. I got you, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get down to what was your Loreline for this week? Loot to Lorelai concerning Rune, our favorite. Yep. <laughs> Uh, doesn't he understand how great this is? You can get all the stuff from the top show. <laughs> yeah, that was a yeah. great line. I love that. So mine was when uh, Lane was talking to Rory after the horrible date with Todd. And she <laughs> mentions that Todd had tried to call her at the house there. And yeah, she yeah. says, I pretended to be my mother and wouldn't allow me to speak to him. Is that mean? I thought that was really funny. All right, what was your Rory? I'm going to have to say it's the diner scene. Jackson and Suki finally getting to start their date yeah and also luke and lorelei having their moment with the cards okay so my rory kind of the same my rory was luke and lorelei playing cards and flirting in the diner yeah finally i thought it was a 
the breakthrough I was waiting for, and it could have been just not quite there, but it was it was enough to keep me going. As soon as the the loon and rune <laughs> ah, left yeah. the situation, it all things kind of cleared up, up and got bright and sunny in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, my Emily was, first I'm going to give a shout out to Miss Kim's over-the-top behavior about how she's so strict and doesn't want Lane to have any freedom. That's out there, first of all. But I love Miss Kim. Yeah, but I love it how she treats her customers. (laughs) My main Emily is everything room, of course. Yeah, okay. So what I wrote down for my... Just (laughs) room. What I wrote down for my... And this is a first. One yes. character, the whole show gets an Emily. Yes. That's how bad it came Well, uh, he did for me too. So my Emily, what I wrote was Rune's behavior. Wow. <laughs> He's a great actor. Yeah. Because I've seen him other things and I liked him. Oh, he was great. When I saw him in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I loved his character. And Scott made a point in that interview how consummate and, and how much of a craftsman he is in acting. Obviously he is. He puts a lot of his whole self into it and I can see that. Alright, so what was your rating for this episode? I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5 hollow stars. I missed Friday night dinners and Luke not being more assertive. Mm. That's my keys. Otherwise, Rune, he was a bright spot and a low spot for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things you love to hate. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> so I, I felt bad for Lorelai, though. Yes. It was great. I, too, gave it a four out of five all-stars. Obviously, it lacked the Richard Emily, but it had absolutely everyone else, almost. Yeah. And including a couple very flirty scenes between Luke and Lorelai that made me very happy camper. And I'm aware of the fact that with a show like this, yeah. the two characters that you're rooting for, they're not going to get together in the season one. Yes. Yeah, it's the, just not going to happen. the whole moonlighting. Yes. Yeah. The moonlighting concept. If you, have not watched that, <laughs> if you have not watched that show, go watch it. It's great. Yeah. I know it's not going to happen anytime soon. As soon as they get together, that's uh, a wrap. Yeah. That's yeah. a wrap for the show. So I know it's going to be a very, very long time, but whenever I can get little nuggets of flirtation (laughs) i savor them i do okay so you treasure them you add them away that was it (laughs) all right so i guess that's a wrap for us on this one all right everyone thank you for sticking with us and get ready to i wanted to oh mention uh norway we're kind of big over there actually yeah we're we're surprisingly we're getting a big following in norway thank you norway yeah. We love Honorable you guys. Honorable mention there. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing. It's something in the water. I don't know if they're forcing you to listen to it. <laughs> no. I appreciate but, it. Yeah, I'll take it. We I'll appreciate take it very much. Get ready to Ready, Set, Stream Season 1, Episode 13. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.